Blog Talk Radio. Quiet, Sykes Movie Beat, conversations with filmmakers where we discuss everything film and television here on Movie Beat. You'll learn what to do and what not to do when it comes to making movies and TV. We will talk to everyone behind the scenes and in front of the camera, and I will provide you with the guests and the information you're going to want to have, whether you're a filmmaker or a fan. And so now let's move behind the scenes here at Movie Beat. My guest today is Mr. Bill Smitrovich. He plays the Vice President Jarvis on the NBC show The Event. And so if you're a fan of the show, you're going to certainly want to hear this interview. And even if you're not, Bill has been in scores of TV shows uh, and movies. And so I'm, I'm sure you're going to want to tune in just because you've seen him in so many different things. So we're going to talk about that and to him in just a moment. Uh, but first, I want to thank all of my listeners and readers for tuning in and for spreading the word about Movie Beat to your friends and industry connections and for your emails and phone calls and for all of your support. The official website is rexsikes.com. That's my name. And please go there because you can listen live to these interviews right there from the website. You can listen from Blog Talk Radio or you can listen to them uh, recorded as podcasts from the iTunes Store. Uh, all of the interviews are also archived right there at RexSykes.com, so you can listen to them anytime, 24-7. Oh, welcome to all the people in the chat room. The chat room is open. I ask you now, if you're listening live or even archived, to go ahead, reach out, call someone, get on the phone. Uh, even while you hear my voice, tweet somebody, get on Facebook, email them, and ask them to join us right now uh, and listen in. And if they're live, they can join us in the chat room as well. But uh, if not, it, uh, you know, when you share these uh, interviews with your friends, your industry connections, it helps uh, me promote my guests, it helps my guests, and it helps uh, you uh, so much because the information, um, Movie Beat is really designed to be a resource for you, and that's why I'm connecting you up with professionals who are making it happen, and all of this information comes to you free. There's over 200 hours of professional filmmakers sharing their secrets, tips, advice, suggestions uh, to help you advance your career, to make your projects, to make them smoother, easier, faster, uh, and and so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel each time. So please continue to help spread the word. It means so much to all of us when you do. You can subscribe to the official Movie Beat website by clicking on the welcome, uh, uh, the RSS feed right there on the welcome page. So uh, go ahead and do that. Now, while you're listening live, uh, you can rate the show, review the show, you can leave comments right there on the Blog Talk site. Please do that. That also helps extend our reach to other people. And if you go and get the podcast, which I encourage you to do, because then you can take them with you wherever you go on your favorite electronic device, uh, rate and review the shows that you listen to, because whenever you do that, it helps us uh, reach more people. All right, without further ado, I want to tell you a little bit about my guest. He's one of my favorite character actors, and uh, he's been uh, doing this for quite some time, and he's been in a score of series. He's been in Miami Vice. He was in Crime Story. He uh, was a star of Life Goes On, uh, Millennium, uh, one of my favorite cult uh, TV shows, series, uh, Millennium, uh, from Chris Carter. Uh, he's now currently starring in The Event, He's been in uh, Neuro, uh, the Nero Wolf Mysteries, um, that the practice. I mean, you've seen him on everything: Law and Order, Desperate Housewives, um, Eagle Eye, Without a Trace, and and so many more. He's got a movie coming out called The Rum Diary. He's he's going to be talking about talking with us about these things and more. Uh, let me bring him on. It is Mr. Bill Smitrovich. And I'm trying to. There you are, Bill. How how are you? <laughs> I'm good. You're doing well with the name, by the way, Rex. <laughs> well, perhaps <laughs> I should. Thanks. Perhaps I should just call you Mr. Vice President. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because this, you know, who knows how long I'll be Vice President, and I might be moving up. Uh, I might be moving down, or you know, pretty soon I'll I'll be moving along. Well, I have, I have, 
I have a guess that you might know a little bit more about that than us, and my guess is that most of it's still secret. Yeah, most <laughs> of it is. But you know, everybody, <clears throat> I tell you what, we're we're uh, we're filming the last episode now, and uh, you know, uh, Jarvis will be involved. Um, in the storyline from now, uh, from episode 17 until the end of the show, uh, which we have uh, five more episodes to air, and um, I think they're they're great episodes. And I know that everybody's kind of cards are on the table right now, uh, all the characters, and uh, and we just you know it's going to be fun to watch it be played out because the writing is just so good. The last five six episodes. Uh, as it has been, but it's just the stakes just get higher and higher and higher, and it culminates into one mind-blowing ending, I'll tell you that. So, wow, cool. Really, really. That's great. Yeah. Don't ever let me cut you off. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, that's, uh, uh, you know, that's really what the show is about. It's about surprises and stakes and high drama, and... Uh, you know, hopefully, you know, I think we have a cast that really delivers that, and I think it's one of the the best-looking shows on television. Uh, oh, I think I, last week's episode was so good. I agree, anyway. and, you know, I just, I just um, you you have been the vice president who has, uh, just to kind of catch us up, who has kind of fallen from grace with the president, and uh, you have a chance now in, in, in the other evening show to uh, redeem yourself or... Um, as you said, maybe move up. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm hoping redemption is in the future for uh, for Jarvis. Uh, I've tried to make him a tried to make the character a real complex, complicated, and very conflicted character, and uh, and not just uh, uh, a character that you know walks around twirling his mustache and playing the villain. Um, I think he is a villain in some way in the in the story, but you you know villains can never forget that they're human beings and and uh, you know they have their frailties and their and their uh, Achilles heels and um, and their you know their moments of uh, of lucidity as well. I mean, and really moving forward with something that's beneficial for for the country in my in my case, you know. Um, I, I will I will chime in with that I find him, uh, as you said, conflicted and complex. And um, I don't know. I mean, <coughs> you you said maybe villain, and and I'm I I don't. While he may have a villainous aspect to him, I don't. I, what I see when I watch the character that you're portraying is um is not an unlikable person, but a likable person who maybe his own motivations. Uh, sometimes stand in the way, but but you know you did this talk about loving the country and and doing things first for the country, and and I I didn't disbelieve that when you when you when you said you know I love this country. Now whether there's a selfish aspect in that, you know, or a, you know what you know, I, hey, I could be president here if I do these things. Let me just interrupt um, you here, right here, Rex. Okay. Above all, this character is a politician. Let's not. Well, that, that that's. Yes, right. So I mean, there is. <laughs> okay, uh, well, I'll even I'll even shut my mouth at that point. Then, but no, I. I, 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 I but you're playing him. What I, I guess what I'm getting at is you you are you're portraying him in a, in a likable fashion. While mm-hmm. I while I loathe the things that you may be doing at times, or am con- you know as as a fan of the show, I'm not I'm not disliking. Uh, Jarvis at this time, you know, maybe right. he'll turn out to be ultimately evil, but but I, I'm not disliking him. There's there's a side to it that I can identify with, or go, you know, if I were in that position, wow, you know, what would yeah, I do? Yeah. And uh, and well, that's and the that way I hope me, most fans will see him as a human being, you know, who's uh, maybe been caught up in the web uh, of his own web uh, or the web of others, you know. But uh, it's uh, nonetheless, you know, you tried to keep him keep him human, but. You know, as I said, might have said to you earlier. You know, uh, I'm not a Republican, but I play one on TV. Uh huh. Absolutely. So, and I think, uh, you know, I think this guy has, you know, certainly. Um, well, that's. I mean, I'm going to stop with the political talk. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, Bill. Well, let me, a, let me be go, – go it's ahead. A gas. It's a gas nonetheless just to do it and to uh, be a part of this, you know, really, I think, uh, quality show and to work with uh, such good actors and, and writers, you know, guys from X-Files and yeah. – and, uh, and medium and and uh uh 24 so uh you know Jim Wong who uh was the lead one of the lead writers on X-Files uh for many years is directing our final episode and uh he is one of our uh, executive producer writers on this show and it's uh it's a privilege to work with him he's a he's a terrific uh writer for this genre and uh and I think the uh the episode's going to be killer. Oh, very cool, very cool. I want to I want to uh, change drastically here just for a second to uh, sure. to announce your website, which is yourname.com. It's Bill Smitrovich, B I L L S M I T R O V I C H dot com. And I wanted to be sure to to let people know that they can Thanks. visit that. And I'll also post that in the chat room and and then on the bio page uh, on my website as well, so that people you know friends and fans can can find that out as well um the the show uh it, it looks big i mean it looks like a big budget show with some of the things that they're doing and and certainly with cast and and uh and some of the special effects mm-hmm. yeah i think uh people are, are seeing the money on the screen um you know uh there are there are a lot of special effects and I don't think they've forgotten the human element of the show i mean i've been involved with shows and you mentioned uh uh, Millennium, uh, oh, yeah. as being one. I mean, uh, when I first did Millennium, uh, in the concept of the show was was a lot different than it ended up being. And uh, subsequently, you know, after the first year, I could see where it was going. And I was, uh, I you know, uh, frankly, I asked to get off the show. So really, uh, really, yeah, didn't can didn't you, really like where it was going. Uh, well, I didn't like. Well, what happened was to get back to the point about being a, you know, uh, you want to see uh, the money on the screen. You want to make sure the special effects are all there, and and uh, and it's happening. But ultimately, what what keeps the show on, I think, is humanity, and whether it be the humanity uh, against humanity or the humanity of the character, uh, the lead characters, the supporting characters, um, their characters, their their interest. Uh, in the, their humanity or their humanity itself is what makes the show successful. And, uh, you know, when I first started out on Millennium, the show was uh, supposed to have been uh, sort of a, a, a troika, if you will, of of interests. You know, uh, there was uh, uh, Lance Henriksen who played the profiler. There was uh, Megan Gallagher, who played his wife, who was a social worker in dealing with the victims of these crimes. Uh, and then there was my character, who was uh, Lieutenant Bob Bletcher, who was dealing with the criminology of the crime. And, you know, then, you of course, you had uh, Lance, who was part of the Millennium Group, with uh, Terry O'Quinn as uh, the go-to guy at the group, who you see every now and then as the shadowy kind of figure. So that's kind of cool. I mean, I thought that was really cool. That's a great idea. I mean, to look at the holistic nature of a crime and where it goes and what's the psychology behind it and and then what are the what's the devastation to the victims who are left behind and and how do we find out the inner workings of the minds of these madmen, you know, mad women. So um that was all well and good, but after what was one of the greatest pilots I've ever been involved with, and I've been involved with a few. I think it's a, a really good pilot. I mean, and put that up against Crime Story pilot, Life Goes On pilot, uh, Miami Vice pilot. This uh, was, a, you know, David Nutter, who directed that, did a beautiful job of directing that pilot. And I just thought, man, this is great. I'm just going to love it. Well, as the show progressed for a myriad of reasons, uh, we, the show became more about blood and right. more about the gore and the, um, the crime itself. I mean, you know, the, uh, it, it became, I don't know, more, uh, sensational, uh, than sensational and, uh, and 
uh, and subst and filled with substance. Um, you know, uh-huh. it it lacks substance after a while, in my opinion. And uh, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm on a high horse or anything, but I mean, there was really nothing left to do uh, for the character, and nothing much Megan got to do. Uh, it became in, it became a different show. So, you know, talk about what's uh what's important to me on in a film or in television is uh mm-hmm. it's uh, humanity it's uh, it's it's always always goes back to you know what's the human condition here how do we how do we deal with this i you know i also have brought up to uh the producers on the event the idea of like well if we have humanity on another planet do they have handicapped people on that planet no do they have people with diseases and and genetic problems? Do they have uh, people with Down syndrome? So when you open up another humanity like that, another, I mean, you've got to start asking questions about well, how do these people live? And that, you know, I'm kind of glad that I brought that brought that up to them because we're going to, you know, in the next year. if we're picked up, knock on wood, I hope to heck we are, Um, you know, we could be investigating some of that, which uh, which I I think is pretty damn interesting. No, I do too. I I like that, and I like that you brought it up, and and, uh, I also appreciate it. I'm going to ask it from, I mean, I think the conversation is valuable from the standpoint of, you know, if you read many acting texts about, you know, acting, you can talk about, you know, a conflict in the scene. You can co- talk about conflict from moment to moment. You can you can talk about an overriding conflict that the character might have, or a goal, or a concern, mm-hmm. or something that drives the character. You know, mm-hmm. and and you know, you mentioned this this humanity, and uh, that you know, uh, I, I mean, I can understand how that could play out for if, you know if that's a concern of Bill's, how that could how you could bring that to characters when and and when it's appropriate, I guess I would say. Sure. Um, but it, it but it makes it does make for uh the discussion of both acting and the show that you're currently in and shows that you have previously been in um uh i think uh, brings a richer understanding to that um i thought that i'm going to go to millennium for a second and said you know i enjoyed the show and i enjoyed it uh, uh i guess i probably saw it in reruns i don't i you know or or something on sci-fi years you know years ago or or closer to when it was actually airing and um and since watched it again and um the show had a good life i mean i i enjoyed it i guess even with the 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 shift in focus as you mentioned you know i i could watch it up until about the end and then it just like they just like gave up <laughs> yeah just, bring in another 50 went, gallon drum of blood yeah and then they just gave up and then they and then they kind of rep- then they put him on x files you know as this guy in a in a in an institution or i mean it just it was like what <laughs> What did what what did you do to your own show? That was terrible. Yeah. Um, but the show that you're currently in, the, the event, um, oh, that's that's really interesting. I I I thought at so many different levels it was kind of interesting, you know, having these these aliens who have been in captivity for some of sixty years, and some of them are out and and you know and and in and about and and um, oh, I also liked how they left it with the president and his wife. And whether or not nah. she's actually lying to him or not lying to him, you know about uh, Cuba or um, the Dominican. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of neat things and a lot of areas uh, that you mention now about the idea of well, these aliens. Because I think we're so used to seeing aliens as you know they're invaders and no matter what they're just malevolent. They're going to kill half the planet, you know, in order to survive here. But the, but the questions you ask about where they come from and what their background is and, and what's going on on their planet. Do they have, you know, disabled people? And yeah. they, um, I, what's I think their that, civilization I, like? Yeah. Well, I, I, I just think that opens up, I, I mean, from an acting standpoint, I think that opens up so much. And I also think from a writing standpoint, it opens up so much and can make it so much richer. I agree. Um, you know, even if it's, if it's, if it's, if the element is just backstory, you know, having that in your mind, I think it, uh, so um, NBC, like a lot of the networks right now, seem to have uh, delayed letting anyone know about whether anything is picked up. I mean, a lot of the series are we're still waiting to hear about. Yeah, I you know I think we've got a I think we got a like a fifty fifty chance, and 
um, I, I'm, I'm about as hopeful as that. Um, I'm, <clears throat> I think, uh, I think it's a, you know, it's a damn fine show. Looks really good, and it's like my, uh, it's like my friend Leah V always says she likes the ever shifting white and black hats on the show. <laughs> and it it's great. Um, let me ask you about um, Andrew Thatcher on Life Goes yeah. On. Mm-hmm. And uh, and how that came about and 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 that was a show that you had quite a, 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 a I, mean, I don't know quite how to say it but I mean quite a quite a role and quite a a, a lot of um, attention I think there was a lot of attention drawn to you in that role. Oh well, I hope so. <laughs> no, it, uh, I loved the role. It was uh, the most gratifying job I've ever had as an actor. Uh, you know, it's uh, I minored in special education when I was at University of Bridgeport, and uh, uh, I tutored kids who were challenged, uh, Down uh-huh. syndrome kids, uh, cerebral palsy, uh, um, uh, you know, kids that um, were a part of work study programs that, and uh, in the classroom as well. So, you know, when that opportunity came along, I, I had a lot of. Uh, um, you know, some somewhat of a history with uh, um, folks that were challenged, and and mm-hmm. to understand and respect uh, um, what their daily struggles were. So uh, when life goes on came along, it was just man, it was just like a it was great. You know, and Chris was great, and and you know, doing the work and <clears throat> providing a forum for people. You know, families who have Down syndrome or autistic or or suffering some challenge in their life like that. You know, it was uh, it was great. I mean, you know, it meant a lot for the siblings of these of these kids who uh, and 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 to show and give pride to their you know to their siblings to walk around and say, hey, you know, look at that, he can do anything. You got a they got a television show, uh, got a television star that can that leads the way for them, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and on another level, it, it, uh, it speaks to, um, it speaks to, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, um, <laughs> when, you know, blacks and whites and, you know, you feel like you're, uh, you're not, uh, um, the oppression of, uh-huh. Of, uh that of that you know it speaks to discrimination that's the word i was looking for okay it speaks to the discrimination in general of uh of of blacks uh, uh asians uh you know that when you're left on the outside looking in he was a metaphor for that he was you know uh he he it meant a lot to those communities to have a a hero if you will um, that, that's very cool, and, you know. I, and you know, um, there are more and more. Like uh, Glee has um, uh, a character now who is mm-hmm. a Down syndrome uh, actor, and there have been numerous other actors who have um, who have been challenged in that way on, on TV. Um, I think that's very cool. I think that that uh, uh, bringing attention to uh, an issue uh, and uh, to help uh, eliminate or to enlighten more, uh, and so that there is hopefully less discrimination, um, is an awesome thing. I want to. Um, we get a lot of actors who listen to the show, and I want to, and, and filmmakers in general. I, I, I want to ask you about uh, the process of, of playing, um, you know, a challenged uh, character. In that. Um, you know, I don't know your acting process, and and you do a lot of TV and you do movies, and you and you're well versed on stage, and, and um, um, but I would like to talk a little bit about the difference between say, you know, the speed of television and 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 the what some consider the luxury of some uh, some feature films uh, when they have more time. Um, but when you when you're playing a character like this, you know, do you do you, how do you how do you um, how do you maintain that continuity of character in uh, a production day? Is, do you, well, let me. I think I, I think I know. Your, 
I can I can hear a lot of questions. Uh, yes, but there the are. main question I hear you asking is, you know, the difference between doing a show like uh the event where the writing is week to week in in relationship to a, a film where you have uh, the total script in front of you. You have a beginning, middle, and end right in front of you. And uh-huh. uh, you have a story right in front of you. This is the complete package, the complete story. Whereas with the event, it's written week to week. You don't have a beginning, middle, and end. And what you have are characters that are living day to day in your mind. And, I mean, you kind of kind of know what's going on, especially with the event. We you know, a lot of us don't know what the event is, and uh, most of us. And uh, and we couldn't say this was going to happen to this character. They couldn't be definitive about it. And as the show grew, and it is, as, as it evolved, and uh, characters came to light, the way they wanted to tell the overall story. So you got to go with it. you got to, you know, uh, and in that process of... Uh, being on a television show and, and creating a character like this, uh, the humanity is really what you have uh, to hang on to. Uh, what what are his uh, what are his motives? What is his raison d'être, if you will? What why did he um, why did he become a, a politician in the first place? What's his background, the history? What feeds his life? Um, uh, and as you we move forward. The, you know, if you have enough of that in, um, let's say, historical content of your character in within you, then when things start to come at you, actions that the writers are having this character do, those actions become that much more informed and uh, and richer because you you have something to draw upon. Um, in terms of the the history of the character, because you've made one up. Uh-huh. So, you know, when you're doing a film, you know, it's basically there. You're trying to get, you know, you're trying to get lightning in a bottle on the day, you know, or maybe you want to make it look like it just happened, or, um, you know, this particular, in a film, that's, what, you know, mostly what you want to do. Um, and you have the time to do that, and you know where you're going, and what you're trying to achieve, um, you know, as far as the uh, the show is concerned, you you know you're you're uh, on a, uh, you're living on a week to week, but you have a story to tell in that certain week, and and you want to tell it as most you know in the most interesting way. So um, our show is a little bit more, I would say, melodramatic rather than. Um, lightning in a bottle, but it's not. Uh, I think that's uh, the, you know that's legit. I mean that's that's the genre. It's uh, you know you bring the reality, the truth to what the reality of the situation is, and uh, yeah, it is. The genre makes it uh, fantastic. I mean, you know the. The idea of where we're living and what's going on, although it uh, it uh, it mirrors our our real the real realities we're living in. Uh, so there's there's a big difference between you know in the time you have to do it, the time you have to write it. I mean, television shows. I don't care if you're Patty Chayefsky, Bud Schulberg. Uh, you know, uh, I don't care who you are writing. Uh, a 50-minute television drama every 12 days or so is an incredibly daunting task. I can't and, imagine. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, you, th- you think of that. So, you know, it's not it's not an easy thing to do. But, you know, if you're, on the other hand, writing a film isn't an easy thing to do, but your, your, uh, the parameters that your, your creative parameters are defined for you in a movie, you know, you've set out your storyline and, and how you want to tell the story. And then sometimes it changes while you're writing it. But, but, uh, 
all in all, you have to work within those parameters, the creative parameters of the story uh, that you're setting, you know. Well, that is, anyway. that is awesome. That is awesome. And I want to come back to that, Bill. I'm going to have to take a short break right now. We're at that halfway point. But, but that is awesome. And I want to ask you uh, uh, more in detail about, about some of those some of the things that you brought up. Um, but let me just take uh, this moment to say that you're listening to Rex Sykes Movie Beat. The official web address is uh, rexsykes.com. That's my name, R-E-X-S-I-K-E-S.com. And I always appreciate your comments and your support about blogs and articles and these conversations. And uh, and let me tell you a bit about my upcoming guest. My next guest is Dr. Barry Sander. He is a uh, founder of Legend 3D. We're going to be discussing discussing 3D technology and visual effects. He's the holder of more than 14 visual effects patents and, and 23 years of, of working in the industry. And then after him is director Rex Piano. Uh, Dan Davies will be uh, joining us. He's the uh, writer, producer, and star of Ed Gein, the musical. Casting director Matthew Berry. He's also a producer. Uh, Monica Lewis is, uh, is the uh, wife of... Uh, uh, Jennings Lang, the producer from Universal Studios, his son Rocky Lang is a friend on, on Rex Sykes Movie Beat. You've heard from him. Monica's going to be talking about her career in the 30s and 40s, uh, singing and dancing. Dolph Lundgren will be coming and joining us at some point. Um, Tracy Jackson wrote uh, uh, screen, uh, screenplays. We've got the guests uh, from Fangoria and, and, and many others. So uh, stay tuned to Rex Sykes Movie Beat. My guest today is Mr. Bill Smitrovich. His website is B I L L S M I T. Uh, R-O-V-I-C-H dot com, his name. Um, please uh, visit there, and I'm glad you're in the chat room and listening. And, uh, and Bill, I'm so glad that you're here as well. Let me ask you this. I mean, uh, uh, the difference between, and is there a difference between, for you as an actor, the character of Vice President Jarvis and uh, Andrew Thatcher? Uh, you're playing a challenged individual. Mm. There are other concerns. Do you have... Uh, more time needed for prep uh, when they call action or when they say, uh, Mr. Spitrovich, we need you back on the set. Um, are you in? Do you, uh, how do you approach your character work? Do you, you know, do you take a break? Oh, it's just it really. It's just a uh, preparation. I mean, you know, preparation. As I tell my son, preparation reduces anxiety. And if you're, you know, just know your lines. I mean, uh, it makes it a lot less stressful day on the set for everybody uh -huh. if you know what you're doing. Um, you know, and uh, sure, you know, everybody gets uh, a point where you get nervous or you, you flub up or whatever. But if you're flubbing up and just hanging on to the ledge of, of uh, understanding of what you're saying, then you're going to flub up most, most times than not. So, you know, everything's on the page. Always go back to the page, and all the answers are there. And I would, uh, I would uh, suggest and recommend to every actor listening, you know, go back to the page. It's all there. Oh, cool. And I see you've joined us in the chat room, so people who are listening who aren't in the chat room might wish to join, and uh, as well as the guests who are there. If they have questions, they can uh, Yeah, I'd like to hear some questions from the people, you know, whoever we have uh, listening or writing in today. and. Uh, would love to answer their questions directly. Uh, you know, I could, you know, we could chat all day about <laughs> we really one particular thing. But people are, you know, might be out there going, "Why didn't they? Why didn't they talk about Crime Story or Miami Vice or Arthur Miller or you know?" Uh, and we do, and and we yeah. and we do, and 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 uh, you know, I always uh, uh, well, we'll tell. Uh, people that they get their questions in now but uh, you'll come back at another point and uh, and we'll have the opportunity again but, but I do I hope they'll ask questions about those things and I'm fascinated with them as well sure. um, I, I wanted it but since we're on the topic of, of lines well I'd be happy to come back and I'd love to come back to answer all the questions that people would have and they have a time to formulate the questions or if you think of a question you know after the thing is over uh, I would love to come back and just have a show where I answer all the questions. That'd be fantastic. I always encourage people, and I guess I have it in, in, in months or in a few shows, um, that they can send in questions in advance by email as well by using that contact at the website where it says questions. And, sure. Uh, 
and if they email in advance, then we can ask them, and they can always ask them from the chat room. I wanted to ask you about set etiquette. I mean, as an actor, professional actor, and for people up and coming who are uh, getting their first roles, or, or maybe their, it's not their first role, but it's their first reoccurring role, or they're actually hired on to a set, um, uh, given what you've just said about knowing the lines, and it's all there on the page, and 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 how do you conduct yourself professionally? What what about set etiquette? What as an actor should you know? Uh, what you do and um, well, stay away from the right. stay away from the chips at the craft service. First of all, <laughs> okay, don't go for the cookies and the chips and the gum and everything. Stay away from all that. Don't be a grazer at the craft service. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> your your career will be shorter if you keep grazing at the craft service. <laughs> Uh, but uh, apart from that, uh, know your lines, and uh, it's like Spencer Tracy, Tracy said: just you know, hit your mark and say the truth. That's right. Basically, it. So when somebody first <laughs> arrives on a set, and they get there, and they're and they're they're looking around, they look, you know, and they go over to somebody with a walkie-talkie and go, you know, where am I supposed to be, or or whatever. Yeah. Uh, is there is there kind of a, a hierarchy or pecking order or uh, is there a way oh, yeah. to make you know feel more comfortable you know who they should uh, approach and not approach because sure. you know, everybody's busy? Sure, sure. There, you know, uh, the director obviously is uh, he's calling all the shots, and um, as far as the actor is concerned, you've already made your deal, so they're you know uh, they're not going to fire you. Uh, <laughs> And you got the job, so you don't have to work trying to get another job or this job while you're on the set. You know, uh, try to, you know, uh, try to act like you've been there before, even if you haven't. And uh, always keep your eyes open for uh, what everybody's job is. It's best for you to learn and to see what everybody's job is on the set. You know, as far as getting a uh, 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 a message to the director, or if you want to speak, if you have something that you want, if you can't draw, talk directly to the director, you can always pull the first assistant director aside and say, you know, I'd like to talk to him about this. Do you think, you know, it's, um, and then the first director will, the first AD will tell you, uh, you know, uh, I'll get that to him, or, you know, that's something we can't concern ourselves with right now. Uh, and rather, Rather than bother the director with with questions, you you want to provide the director with answers. That's your job as as an actor. That you've been hired to do a job, and if you can make it better on the set, uh, all the better. But don't come in with all kinds of your ideas. Uh, listen to what the director's ideas are and fulfill those ideas. Enrich those ideas. Um, uh, know uh, that. Quiet means quiet on the set. Know that uh, to respect uh, other people's, um, if you're an actor, respect other people's lines, know your cues, and um, give them the opportunity in rehearsal to, you know, let let it happen. Um, uh, you know, some actors don't like to run lines before the scene is up, uh, the scene starts. They just like to get up there and just see what happens. And if you know, something wild comes up uh, and they get it on, on camera or something really good wild, then great. Uh, so there's there's that element, too. But when you're there and uh, you just be respectful of the of the process and of where you are and uh, um, continue to try to enrich you're the director's vision, and if you don't know what it is, find out. You know, you know, uh, what are we trying to achieve here in the scene? If it's not obvious, if it's obvious, don't ask the question. Uh, obvious questions are, you know, kind of, kind of make you seem like you don't know what you're doing, even though you know the answer to the question. Don't ask it if you know the answer to the question. There are a lot of actors who come, you know, and blah, blah, blah. Just know your lines. Know your lines, hit your mark, and speak the truth. That, should ha that you should have before you get to the, before you get to the set. And um, bring your confidence with you. 
don't bring, geez, I don't know if anybody's going to like me. And all these little things going on in the back of your head, you know, leave that in the car and uh, uh, just get there and, and have fun and make the set a fun place to be. Um, that's what everybody wants. They want a, a good working environment. And you can't have a good working environment if people don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> Believe me, I've seen it. But, I bet you have. Yeah, sure. And uh, I've, I've been on the other end of that where I'm going, my God, I don't know this shit. Uh, oh, excuse me. And, um, <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's uh, everybody's got a job to do. And uh, and that, that includes uh, young actors. So, uh, and getting the job, that's that's another story. I mean, getting the job, you want to be, you know, want to be prepared, but and to go in there and do your best. But uh, I'll tell everybody what I told my son. You know, it's not always the best actor that gets the job; it's the right actor that gets the job. And you don't know. I mean, if you're right or not. So go in and do what you do. And if you want to audition again, do it to the windshield of your car as you're driving away. Um, better yet, do what you would do after the audition is over and you'd be kicking yourself in the ass. Best to get that prepared before you go in so you don't have to do the windshield audition. And I think our actors know what windshield auditions are is when you get in the in the car and, and you start doing your, your audition over and over again to the windshield as you're driving away. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> sure. We all have. I, I when I was a young actor in New York and I would go into these commercial auditions and you know, and it's so quick and so this and that, you know, and you make these decisions and you're gonna go in and do that and then you get in there and it kinda changes a little bit and you got the thing and and you get in the elevator and you're going, Oh man, it's just uh, it's just and you're going down. Well, I made a vow to myself 35 years ago or so I said, you know, as soon as that I'm going to I'm going to do that to myself, but as soon as that elevator hits the ground, it's a new day. Move on. Okay. So, anyway. I I will share a, a bit of a, a story and I don't know if I've ever said it here on the um but in in the early days when I was young, I was maybe 19 or 20, 21, something like that, and I had a uh, an agent and a commercial agent in the same agency. And I went on a, it was, I believe, a McDonald's commercial, and they ended up pulling 11 11 of us, I think, into the room Mm -hmm. in front of the video camera, and they said, okay, now make mug for the camera, make funny faces. (laughs) And and then they said, okay, thanks, goodbye. And I left. I went back to my agent's office. I drove over there. I walked in the commercial agent, and I said, take me off. I will never, ever do another commercial again. Forget it. I don't want it. and I and I fired her. Her name was Sasha. She was a gorgeous woman too. I mean, she was just and uh, and I didn't and I didn't pursue commercials because I felt that I had somehow been demeaned. I didn't realize that my job was to do those things. I mean, in other words, my, if, if, as an actor, my job was to do whatever was called on at that moment. That's and, right. Uh, well, for the, when I first started out in uh, in acting, all I wanted to do was theater and film. I thought television was a step down, uh-huh. and it wasn't until I read uh, Miami Vice which was then called uh, Gold Coast, that I went, hey, this TV stuff's pretty good. <laughs> and it's even better today, huh? Yeah, it, it is. Hey, me... I mean, it's truly, I've got play golf with a guy. His name is Bill Richmond. He's 89 years old. Wow. And he wrote The Nutty Professor. Oh, wow. He was Jerry Lewis's drummer. Uh-huh. And... Uh, Jerry Lewis and he became really good friends. He wrote everything for Jerry, um, and he went on to win Emmys uh, for Three's Company, and he wrote and wrote, and he's a great guy. But uh, I forgot what I was going to tell an interesting anecdote about this guy. Um, uh, Oh, damn it. Sorry, listeners. It's gone. It'll come back to me in a minute. But Bill, uh, Bill is here's a guy who's 89 years old, still sharp as a tack, is helping me with my Teddy Roosevelt uh, one-man show, by the way, and is coming up oh. with some wonderful ideas. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, just, um, just <laughs> he, uh, he uh, you know, I forget where I was going with that. I mean, I was going to, damn it, I was going to talk about, 
what were we talking well, about doing? Well, let me ask you this, and it, I'm Sorry. sure it'll come back. No, no, I'm sure it'll come back once you start talking about something else, because um, <laughs> it, it's just the way that those silly brain cramps work. <laughs> <laughs> and I get them all the time. Um, Sorry, oh, you youngsters. You know, sometimes I, I lose my memory. There you go. I wanted to ask you, you, you had said something earlier about, um, you know, some actors don't want to rehearse lines, other, others, you know, will rehearse lines, things like that. What happens when you're on an ensemble show or you're in a, in a situation like the show you're in now, the event where you've got a number of notable uh, celebrities in one scene? And, I mean, do you, do you encounter those situations where, you, you say you're in the Oval Office and you've got, you know, half a dozen or a dozen people in there and you've all got things to do? Is there... Say someone says, I, "Well, I don't like to say my lines." I mean, you know, in advance. Do you, how, how do you? How do you? How do they resolve that, or how does how does it work? Well, or do you not encounter? Just don't that? do it. I mean, somebody else will read their lines, and other people will go off and do what they want to do. I mean, uh, you can be an individual, uh, but just know that as an individual, you're going to be part of the whole uh, in the scene. <laughs> you're not going to. You're going to be part of a collective uh, once the scene starts. Uh, now, in film acting, you can uh, you can get away with that because you know if you're a big enough star, say for instance, uh, and you're um, you're not able or confident enough to throw the ball around with uh, other actors whom you're maybe, you know, some star might deem them to be not worthy of working with them or some bullshit. But you're uh but you have a um you have a you have a facility in film that, you know, the camera can go, okay, we're gonna just do a single of this person and the rest of us will do the scene. Uh, well, you can do it that way, but how horrible would that be? And it's been done. But in theater, you you can't get away with that. You know, you just uh, you don't uh, you know give someone a, a spotlight and say, okay, well you 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 stay there, the rest of us will do our, and you just do your lines. That's not how it works. And and most actors, I, I got to say, I mean, you know, there's very few of those people around. Uh, I think it was a little more prevalent in years past. Where I'm not an actor, I'm a movie star, as Peter mm-hmm. O'Toole once said in in that movie. I forgot the favorite, my that favorite. Man? What is it? Oh, no, no, not some. Uh, My favorite year, uh, I think. Favorite year. Yeah. Favorite year. And uh, so, you know, some people, uh, th- their lives are changed by the theater, and some people, their lives are changed by a by a film that they were in. Uh, and some people are actors, and some people are personalities. Um, but whatever it may be, you know, if, you, if you're on screen with somebody else, you know, it's your responsibility to support, that other person, you know, to not let them down as much as not letting yourself down. Um, so, awesome. Where do you? By the way, out of curiosity, where 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 are you shooting the event? Where is Sunset it Gower Studios. Oh, you know, I used Sunset to live Boulevard. there. Yeah, I lived. I lived. No, I literally lived there when it was when it was the Columbia Studio in in 1974. I moved into Soundstage One, which no longer exists, and mm-hmm. uh, it was right off of Sunset, but right by the little gate. There was a one-armed guard named Joe O'Flynn, mm. or Fling, who was the guard there, and uh, I lived uh, between 74 and 75. One-armed and guard, was, huh? He could only he work on, He could only work on one side of the gatehouse then. That's right. You know, whether you're yeah, coming right. or going. That's right, and then it became ABC <laughs> Entertainment. <laughs> but uh, well, that's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, well, that brings back memories. So when, before they tore it down, I had the run of that studio. It was it was so cool. It was, yeah, it was so it's a cozy, impressive. nice little studio. It's got some interesting history, which uh, I don't know a lot about, so don't ask me. But uh, uh, there were, you know, Dexter shoots there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, it's private practice. Uh. Jimmy Smith's show, which went off the air, uh-huh. uh, Eli Law or whatever, what's it called? I can't remember. But uh, yeah, the uh, it's a it's a nice studio and uh, it's it's comfortable <laughs> as well, a, as a, any steady job would be. It can be comfortable, but not so comfortable that uh, it doesn't get uh, it doesn't have some kind of 
um, surprise or, or uh, some titillization every now and then when you get on a, a set like that. You know, you you still it's 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 a great privilege to go on those sets and to do what we do. Oh. You know, it's it's the best job in the world when you're working. <laughs> Well, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, one, of, one of the guests, by the way, people should know that sometimes the chat room is persnickety and people get in and get out and get booted and, and on and off and have trouble getting in, and I apologize for that. I have no control over that whatsoever. Um, but um, um, and, and the other times when you, you when you don't work and things like that, but one of, one of the guests in the chat room, Josh, said um, in, in looking at your IMDb page, said, gee, I guess I need a couple extra gigs you know, gigabytes of RAM just to process all of your credits, Bill. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you have worked a lot, and, um, and and that doesn't mean that there aren't times when you aren't working. But but can we talk about that? I mean, as a kind of give people the, the sense of what it means to be a working or non-working actor, and, and what that's like in 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 the years that you've been doing it. Um, I know that's a really broad question. We've yeah. got you know between nine and and between ten and twenty minutes left here, and. Uh, for today's show, but uh, if you give people a taste of, of what that means, because um, there are obviously times when people aren't working, or they go from show to show to show, and, it, and oh, you boy. might see them a lot. But. Well, you know, it's all it's different for uh, for me as it is for you know, compare myself to anybody else, you know. But when I was starting out, and um, I, you know, I'd given up my survival job. Uh, working in restaurants and such, and and decided that okay, I'm in between jobs. I'm going to work. I'm going to live off my savings, or um, you know, and I I did that. And there's a way to go about doing that. Uh, you you know, you want to. Let me put it this way: when I started my career, uh, I when I moved into New York with a with a play. Uh, that I, with the company that I that I'd helped form in Northampton, Massachusetts, uh, I gave myself ten years. I said, "Okay, it's a selfish business, and and you got to know that. I mean, it's all about you know, so much is about you, <laughs> and uh, and to make and and that there's a certain dedication to that. I mean, you know, I know it's as egotistical as it may sound." But you are constantly investigating yourself, the human condition, what's going on. You're taking classes. You know, those 10 years, uh, it gave me, you know, by saying, okay, I'm going to give it 10 years, it gives you, a, a, you know, it gives you a, a goal anyway. And it gives you a parameter to deal within that goal. It's not an easy business. And if nothing is happening for you in 10 years, you can give yourself five years if you want. But if nothing's happening for you, it's time that you've got to take care of yourself. I mean, as much as you love to do what you do, you can do it on the side. You can find another job to, uh, to, uh, to, to, you know, to support yourself and your family or whatever it may be. But give yourself an opportunity. Give yourself an opportunity. But don't be foolish about uh, the decisions that you make as to whether to go forward or to not go forward or what to what extent you want to go forward with your acting career. Or maybe you're going to discover that you're a producer halfway through your acting career or you're a, you know, your desire to start an acting career. You may be, go, well, gee, I'm a director or I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an art director. I love to do uh, wardrobe or, you know, who knows? <clears throat> but you're, as you start out, you know, always constantly, you know, the first thing you want to do is just to start to read a lot. Read, read, read. That's Morris Karnofsky, uh, a member of the group theater who was one of my early acting teachers. That's He said, there's three words I, I, want, to, I want to provide for you. Read, read, read. Mm. And uh, uh, it can be anything. And, the, and, and, and you can, you know, if you're a real actor, you can get... You can get inspiration or um, information out of almost anything that you read, and it's useful stuff. Uh, I mean, if you're especially if you're working on a character in class or uh, for an indie movie or whatever you're doing, a webisode or whatever, you know, whatever you're reading is going to 
influence you and, and going to fill you up with uh, with more ammunition <laughs> for whatever character that uh, that you happen to be doing. Uh, so just keep expanding and listening and growing and uh, and make sure that that you're ready when the opportunity comes. Um, you know, not everybody, you know, eventually you're going to get an opportunity. Everybody gets opportunities. And, uh, and know that, uh, you know, ideas is, is, I mean, well, I mean, I don't go there, but know that, uh, that the opportunity is going to arise. So be ready for it. And to be ready for it means that to be prepared, to lessen your anxiety, go in there, let your ass drop, and have a good time. And don't feel the end of the world. Everything rides on this one thing. It doesn't. So that's what giving you that that ten years or five years, that's what it gives you. It gives you the okay, well it's not gonna be this one, it's gonna be the next one. But I'm gonna give it everything I've got. And uh and not have to, you know, make every job life and death. You know, and I know that's hard for some actors. Actors think everything is life and death. <laughs> but right, right. Well, so. I, mean, I mean, granted, there are some actors who go out on auditions, you know, once a week or four times a week. I mean, that's there's some right. who are always out there, and then there's others who are going out once or twice a year. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, and 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 or booking jobs where somebody may book uh, one or two jobs a quarter, another person may book one or job one or two jobs every couple of years. So I mean, it right. it. it, it you know, everything is everything is. I mean, all relative. everything is possible. I guess it's all relative, and everything is possible. Sure. Let me ask. Let me ask you this. And we've got you know nine or ten minutes left here um, on the outside. But uh, let me ask you this. You know, from the start, went from theater to to to. You know, if somebody looks. I, I think a lot of people uh, look at IMDb and they go, "Oh, okay. Well, so back in 1982, Muggable Mary Street Cop, Charlie uh, yeah. Hawk." Um, that's his first role, and then you go, okay, well, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and then there's Miami Vice. So somewhere between '82 and '84, he's done nine things, and then suddenly he's on a series, uh, you know, or and then and then and then you know more things go along, and then suddenly there's Crime Story. I mean, I don't know if if people when they look at IMDb if they if they go, well, gee, uh, what was he doing before this, or or yeah. what was he in doing in between all that time? I was off Broadway doing Frankie and Johnny and the Claire Deloon. I was uh, working um, between that. I went to Hong Kong to do the International Arts Festival with uh, Actors Theatre of Louisville. Uh, I was in Malvern, Pennsylvania, doing regional theater. I was in in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, doing regional theater. And, you know, it it goes on and on. I mean, I'm doing... uh, you know, now I guess some people do webisodes. You know, they go off and do webisodes uh-huh. in between, and that's another that's another uh, thing altogether. The internet's just going to change everything. Um, and uh, if you're if you're an actor and you're aware of that, you know, you can go out there and make something happen for yourself. Um, you know, you want to. Uh, the best way to work is to work to own. <laughs> Uh-huh. Not just point. keep on working for somebody. If you want to, you know, you. And if I was going to start all over again, I would have concentrated a little bit more on developing my own projects, um, rather than being a part of projects of somebody else. But, you know, I didn't have the, I didn't think I had the wherewithal or the expertise to do that. But now the wherewithal and the expertise is in on the internet has become um, relatively easier. You don't uh-huh. need all the equipment. You don't need all the uh, the crew and such. So, you know, you can make things happen. And I know that if there's a lot of people out there, you know, to look at it. I mean, you mentioned Muggable Mary. I mean, I can think of right away what I learned on Muggable Mary. Sure. And that is I was playing a fireman, and we were in the lobby of the toy building uh, in in New York City, and it's a big cavernous lobby filled marble and granite everywhere and high ceilings and I'm playing a cop and or a fireman and I've got a I've got a clipboard and and um uh, so we do the rehearsal 
and uh, I have a couple of lines, and somebody says something, I get frustrated, you know, and I have this beat of frustration, uh, you know, kind of thing. So we do the rehearsal, they roll the cameras, I the, the scene happens, I get my frustration, I take my clipboard out of frustration within the moment, you know, and I throw it down on the ground. Well, it threw, it went down on the ground, and it landed flat on the marble, and it made a, a noise like a gunshot went off. I mean, really, really loud. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw the sound man, <laughs> in a blur, reach his hands up and take his earphones and throw them off his head, because I had, we hadn't rehearsed that, and he wasn't ready for a gunshot in his head. So I learned right there, right right then and there, that the rehearsal is about not only about the image, but it's about what you're doing with your sound as well. Oh, good point. And don't be afraid to talk like this when you're in a film. It's okay. So <laughs> take care of you. So if you're in theater and you come out and you go, Hi, Dan! You know... Hey, take it easy. You know, it's that's the difference. You know, you want to you want to keep it keep it real. And don't be afraid to keep it real. Um you oh, know, that's cool. It doesn't have to be theatrical real. It can be just real. So I mean uh, that that there's a big difference. No, that's very cool, Bill. I really appreciate that. You know, we are nearly out of time, but I, I want to encourage people to keep watching the event, uh, which will close out in, did you say, about five more episodes for this season? Uh, he's 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Five more episodes, yeah. And, five more uh, episodes. Jarvis is going to be jamming up the place. Jarvis will be jamming up the place on the event, and that's on NBC, so be sure to, to, to stay tuned to that. But you also have a, a, mo a movie, The Rum Diary, and I want to give you a couple of minutes oh, yeah. to, to, to mention that so that people can watch for that. Well, we and, finally uh, have a, we finally have a uh, release date of October 28th, and the movie is called The Rum Diary, and it's based on a novel by Hunter S. Thompson, his first and only novel that was written in the early 60s. Um, and... Um, Johnny Johnny Depp is playing uh, the lead role, and this is a rather a, an homage to Hunter S. Thompson's uh, novel and himself. And uh -huh. um, it's about uh, development of Puerto Rico in the early '60s, and uh, based on Hunter's real life uh, job as a reporter for the Puerto Rican Star, the Daily Star, who at the time the the editor of the paper was William Kennedy who wrote uh, Ironweed and other Pulitzer Prize-winning novelists. Uh, but the newspaper and uh, San Juan itself, well, the newspaper in particular, were just a cesspool of <laughs> rejects and, and ne'er-do-wells. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> and um, it's a good cast. It's a funny uh it's a funny film. I think it's really good. Michael Rispoli is in it. Uh, Giovanna Ribisi, who is also in another film that I'm getting ready to do in in May with um, with Seth MacFarlane and Michael Wahlberg, uh, called Ted. And uh, also in Rum Diary is uh, Adam. He I mean uh, Aaron Eckhart. Uh, uh, um, Amber Heard. Amber Heard. Thank you very much. Um, and um, it's 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 and Richard Jenkins plays the Richard. editor of the paper, um, but uh, it's it's it, 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 it and it was directed and written by uh, Bruce Robinson, who's uh, uh, wrote The Killing Fields, uh, a okay, sure. Academy Award winning script. Uh huh. And it, it's and you had to work with Johnny Depp again. Yet again, the bastard again. just won't leave me alone. I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, no, I Johnny is a straight up uh, aces, just great guy, and uh, in fact uh, the SAG Foundation Golf Tournament that that we had last year, and we're having our second annual one this year. Uh, Johnny was the the first star to step up uh, and buy a team for ten thousand dollars. I mean, maybe okay. not a lot of money to Johnny, but it meant a lot to the SAG Foundation's catastrophic health care. Um, 
uh, foundation and its ability to pay actors uh, health care premiums when they've fallen on hard times and have catastrophic health needs. So Johnny's Aces in my book, he's he's great. And um, uh, the first movie we did together was Nick of Time, and I uh, got a chance to work with Christopher Walken on that. That was a lot of fun. Um, and that's another another good movie. But we'll be out October 28th, and and uh, I think it's a cool little flashback to what it was like in Puerto Rico 50 years ago. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, hard to believe it's 50 years ago, but it was. And I play a, a character named Zimberger, who is a land developer uh, of sorts in Puerto Rico. So uh, I wish everybody would go see that. It'll be out, I guess, in a theater near you. And I hope everybody will be watching the event for the next five weeks because I think it's going to be fun. Well, and we're and we're looking forward to it, and I certainly am looking forward to it. And Bill, I got to say that it has been indeed a pleasure to have you here discussing Diddy. We're going to have you back, and and you'll answer more questions at that time, and we'll talk more about other things. Uh, you're also on Facebook, right? Right? I mean, is it appropriate to yeah. to let people know that you're on Facebook and that? Sure, uh, I love can... I love Facebook. I really do. If people aren't uh, if people just uh, not be idiots, and we can you know we can talk and. You can be kind to one another and, you know, share things. I'm all in favor of Facebook. But uh, don't invite me to things. Don't send me tags. I don't want any gifts. <laughs> you know, you can block all that stuff. I, and I, I do. I block, I block I most do. of it, but I still still, still find somebody somebody sends me something that I don't want, and I end up having yeah. to block it. But, uh, no, that's very cool. So it's, yeah. it's, I again, don't begrudge the people who like to do it. I mean, I, I think it's great. Right. If people have fun doing it, well, all the power to them. I just, you know, I think it's a great way to stay in touch with friends and family and, uh, you know, and fans. So yeah. come on ahead. Yeah. Well, it's it's been a pleasure having you here. I want to say that the uh, website, again, is BillSmitrovich.com. It's B-I-L-L-S-M-I-T. Uh, R O V I C H. <laughs> Doing it by memory, Bill. S M I T R O V I C H. One T. One H. One H. One T. One H. And that's dot com. So be sure to visit there as well. And we'll announce when Bill is going to come back and be on the show. That'll be a, to be announced. But uh, uh, you have been. Uh, a wonderful guest uh, and a Thank wealth you. of information, and I sure appreciate all your insights and, and the suggestions and the advice that you have for people who are maybe starting out or who are advancing their careers. Um, more power to you on, on all that you will be, uh, uh, you know, working on in the near future, and uh, and and we will be in touch. Thanks so much, Bill. Bully. <laughs> all right. All right. Well. That was Mr. Bill Smitrovich, and I, again, I want to thank you for joining us, and to, and to you, the readers and listeners of Movie Beat. I've got so many more exciting guests coming up in the near future, so be sure to stay tuned and keep sharing this website and these interviews with all your friends and your contacts. And go ahead, again, I, I implore you, I beg you, I ask you, I cajole you, I do whatever uh, adjectives or adverbs I need to in order to say, please go ahead and leave comments at the Blog Talk site, because that's another way that people, when they're perusing Blog Talk, or they go, hey, what is this Rex Sykes movie? If they see your comments, I will entice them to uh, to join us uh, when we're live or to join us archive. Same thing with the uh, iTunes um Podcast. If you go there and you, you subscribe to the podcast, there's like 212 hours of, of professional filmmakers sharing their secrets and expertise with you. Go rate and review the shows. And again, it helps further our reach to people who uh, may not uh, be aware of, of this particular show. And uh, again, it is a free resource for you. And so I thank you when you reach out and help spread the word. You can become a member of the Rex Sykes Movie Beat Facebook friends page just by going there and clicking like. And you can follow me on Twitter at Rex Sykes Movie BT. That's Rex Sykes Movie BT. That last word is abbreviated. All right, everybody, have a fabulous day. Make your movies, complete your projects. And until we meet the next time, that is a wrap.